Hey, what's up? Cody Birch here. Welcome to the Cody Builds a Business podcast. And I wanted to give you a recap of the one hour funnel live event that just happened. I finally got my voice back a bit and my throat uh, feels better and my tongue's not as swollen as before. And so I want to record a couple videos to document and recap what worked, what didn't work, top takeaways, what I would do again, what I would do differently. And today on the show, let's talk about what day one was like. So day one was full day Friday, did a little bit of a day zero recap live from the hotel. And quite frankly, didn't have the energy to do uh, in the evening at 9.30, 9.45 PM right before bed. Didn't have the energy to, uh, to chat with you on the show here. So let's do that now. Want to know what it really takes to build a thriving, profitable business from the ground up? Hey, I'm your host, Cody Birch, and this is the Cody Builds a Business Podcast, your unfiltered front row seat to watching me build a seven-figure online business from scratch or die trying. Let's get started. So we did it. We made it through the live event. It was so amazing. I knew that the actual event itself would go really well. I wasn't worried about that at all. I've been trying to convince strangers of that for several months to say, hey, you just got to trust me. The event itself is going to be amazing. And the people that were there, my goal was to change their lives. And the people that missed out, I wanted to make them regretful that they weren't able to make it. And I think that we did that. We've gotten, I've gotten so many words of encouragement and words of kindness of people that were really transformed by the event, which is a part that I forgot that that happens at a live event. I knew that it was possible. It's just not how I led. You know, I didn't think, well, how do we get them to change? Even though I just said it, I'm just kind of processing this. Like, I I didn't know how to manufacture that, if that makes any sense. It just had to come from the heart. It had to be authentic. And I said several months ago when I announced I was doing a live event that I was obsessed with the conversation that would happen between people who were at the event and then their spouses or their business partners, people that were around in their business and supporting them you know, they, they'd call home the night of day one or the night of day two and say, hey, was it worth it? Like, you're gone. You're not here working on the business or helping out with the kids or whatever that's like. And is it worth it? And I was just so obsessed with how that conversation would go. So if I could only crack the code of how to fill the event with more ease, we would be uh, on, on, on easy street, so to speak, because the event was so amazing. So I want to walk through what was uh, day one like. Sorry for getting this out a few days late. I was just processing everything. I took we were done Sunday night. I took Monday off. I took most of Tuesday off. I'm recording this on Wednesday. And I tried to record it last night, but had some audio issues and, and just didn't have time to troubleshoot it. And, and now here we are. So day one was on uh, Friday. And as a reminder, on day zero, uh, which was Thursday, we did an afternoon mastermind. We did a mastermind dinner, which was application only. And I had the attendees of that dinner pay for that dinner because I just didn't have it in the budget to be able to provide dinner for people. And that dinner was unbelievable. That's a whole other episode in and of itself. And then we did a VIP reception, which was great. Now we had a a kind of a funny thing. Here's the behind the scenes. We had a food and beverage minimum to hit. And that just meant, and there weren't as many attendees as I thought we would have. I thought we'd have around 50 to 70 people. We had something like 40, which meant that the food was amazing. Like every time we had a chance to provide food, it was so delicious, which I hate when you go to events and the venue is okay and the food is okay. And so we just had amazing food every at every turn, which was great. So day one, I woke up in the morning, went for a walk with my buddy Curran. We just kind of walked around downtown, clear my head, get out of the gym, get out of my own way and just have a have some coffee and have a chat and just get my mind right for the event that day. Now for me, I wasn't stressful. Uh, I wasn't stressed out. I kept thinking, am I missing something? Should I be meditating? Should I be doing something to overcome all this anxiety? But quite frankly, I wasn't feeling any anxiety. I was feeling very calm and collected. I was very prepared. I had my PowerPoints done several days in advance. I'd reviewed them several times. And then my only concern was that the way the room was set up, I wouldn't have a confidence monitor 
which is a screen that only you can see is the speaker that you can see your next slides. And I just, I, that was my only thing. Literally, I was like, well, I hope they have that. And if they don't, I'll just have to figure it out. And I didn't have my slides memorized. I would be turning around a lot, glancing over my shoulder. But we did end up getting that figured out, which was great. So I got in there at like 8.50. And it was cool because of the pre-event stuff. I knew a lot of people in the room already. And I took a moment to greet the other people that were there. And I think by the time I went up on stage, I had greeted almost everybody face-to-face, eye-to-eye, hand-to-hand. And uh, another benefit of having a small event. I was a little nervous in session one, uh, just based on my cotton mouth, like based on how thirsty I was. I was just very aware of like, well, I must be kind of nervous because I'm a little thirsty up here. But here's what happened in session one that I think was so powerful. And I really wanted to share. I don't need to give you a minute by minute recap. If you want that, you should have come. <laughs> and if you came, you know what I'm talking about, how great it was. But the first session was really important. And I'll tell you about that in the next segment here. So if you're planning a multi-day event or really anything, teaching any kind of framework, it's important, I think, to have a map. And so one thing I introduced was a map to tell people where we're going, that this isn't just random stuff and random order cobbled together at the last minute. I had a day one, two, and three map with icons, and I didn't explain what the icons meant, so it evoked a little bit of curiosity. So number one, there was certainty that, hey, we're going somewhere and it's worth tagging along. Number two, there's some uh, pro- there's some progression of like, we're making progress. Like, look how much work we're doing while we're going through this content here. So I knew, I knew most of the people in the room, but there were maybe 20% that I didn't know very well. And so I just wanted to open up with what's possible when it comes to figuring out online marketing and advertising. And I shared some case studies. And then I just had this one slide that just said, hey, basically for the next two and a half days, I'm just going to show you how to do all that. And the case studies I thought were really interesting. So, you know, really great results. And some were huge and some were very doable. You know, spent a couple hundred bucks, made a couple thousand bucks. And really the idea of making an extra 500 bucks a month or 5,000 or 50,000 a month is what's possible. This is not a get rich quick with online marketing and funnels. This was, you know, just like the right way to do it. And then I shared with them something I thought that they would really resonate with. And I shared with them that it wasn't always this way. I didn't always have this kind of success with Facebook ads. I used to just identify as a tech guy. And when I got to my transition point in December 2016, I had an all-day meeting with my former employer, and it turned—it was a breakfast meeting turned into a lunch meeting. And then at the end of that meeting, he said, "Hey, I, I, if you want, if you don't want to work here anymore, I can put in a good word for you to be somebody else's right-hand person." Now that's not his verbatim thing. That's what he was communicating. You want to be right-hand guy over here, right-hand guy over here. I can help you with that, and that really motivated me to move out and, and, and think, you know, I've, I've never felt like I fit in. I've always felt like the tech guy. I've always just felt like an introverted computer, computer science guy. I got a computer science degree in, in college. And I wanted to give the people in the audience an identity. Like maybe if you, if you felt like that before, then you're in the right place. So if I can do it too, then you need to, you need to figure this out. So I, I opened it up with an invitation saying, hey, if you're identify as a misfit, somebody who never quite understood what was going on or didn't understand the jargon, but you had a big idea that you wanted to honor, then you're in the right place. And so people really liked that part as well. I also shared three big ideas and some couple quotes from Seth Godin. And then I also introduced the big theme for the weekend, which was, if not now, when? If not now, when? Like if not this weekend, and if not this moment in June in Denver, when were you going to get this problem figured out in your business? to reach more people, more leads, more sales, more customers. And that really played nice as well. So I said, uh, for the tech guys, the misfits, the square pegs, and if you ever donated to the Zuckerberg College Fund, launched a funnel that didn't work, didn't understand all the jargon, or ever felt overwhelmed or out of place, you're welcome here. Welcome on in. 
So that was a really important moment in hindsight to get them all on the same page, to get them speaking the same language, and give them all a common identity. It's a little bit next level stuff to think about that, but here's what else transpired that morning. The details were so fantastic. My wife had gone to Whole Foods and she got yellow orchids. So the branding is, you know, yellow and black. You can look at the pictures on social media. The the um, the orchids were beautiful. We also had these huge placemats. They're honestly, they were like enormous mouse pads, like legal size sheets of paper mouse pads, but they were dry erase. So you could write on them and sketch on them and then you could erase them. So we put markers at every table and we've got my favorite chocolate and we put founder pins, uh, just little buttons that people could wear that said founder. And it was my one-hour funnel logo or like the O in the logo is a clock, you know? And that that also helped them have an identity. So if you're a misfit, a tech guy, and you know, never thought it was possible, you're in the right spot and you're a founder of the movement. I also wrote that in the books that I signed. I said, hey, Christy, thank you for being a founder of this movement that we're creating. It means a lot to me. Thank you for being here, Cody. So every person by now, by, you know, 30, 10 o'clock on day one, had been called a founder, gotten a founder pin, and then understood that we were all a part of a common purpose. And that, it just went amazing. Like, I, yes, I scripted that. Like, yes, I hoped I could pull that off, but it just felt very natural and very inclusive and then really built those bonds. And then the next thing we did, I shared a touching tribute with the crowd of people that have supported me on my journey. I thank them for being a part of my journey, being part of my vision for helping people own their marketing instead of renting it from expensive agencies. And then I, uh, I just like, I think I, if I remember correctly, I just like looked in the back and said, I said Allison's name, like Allison Caffrey, my ops manager. She's been around forever, like through thick and thin and and just adore her. And she's part of my team. And just like, I, I, I don't remember being able to eke out much more than her name. And then I, I got really emotional because she, um, there was a time when it was kind of rocky here. There's been plenty of those, I guess, but there's a time it was rocky here at Reading for Marketing. And she just said, Hey, if we ever if you ever can't pay me, I still got you. Like I still want to help out because I believe in the vision and having somebody believe in you like that is so touching. And so I just wanted to honor her. And of course my wife there as well. Um, you know, she's, she's my wife. She's been here forever. Um, we've been married for, I don't know, 17 years, 15 years. I don't remember. It's been a long time and she's been through all of it. Right. We got married in 2002. So 17 years, I think this December. So just so grateful for them. And then check this out. I worked with this guy, Curran to create these, experiences, these moments where people could just do something different than the conference. Like it's good to learn important stuff. It's good to meet interesting people, but to have these touches where people can really connect with why they seek to change the world with their business or their idea. And so we took a moment, I played a song or two and people wrote postcards to the people that were believing in them and they addressed them. And then we put them in the mail. So what I thought would be really neat is you know, if I were at an event and the event host had me write a postcard to my wife while I'm gone, you know, if she received it or a few days later, like that's such a nice touch, you know, what I would write in that postcard to my loved one saying, thanks for believing in me, for letting me, you know, for supporting me on this journey. In fact, I'm at this event right now doing this thing. So um, that was so special. And I, uh, when I was putting stamps on them, I didn't read any of the, of the notes. I just wanted to honor the the privacy and the sanctity of that moment with their loved ones. But just kind of saw who they were addressed to, um, to make sure, you know, that they weren't international. Those take different stamps. And so there was a lot of moms and spouses and dads and and siblings and friends and business partners. And it was just so cool to see, to see that it, it, this entrepreneur thing is crazy and it matters that people are paying attention. It matters to honor them for a minute. And, um, I, I just thought that was such a touching thing. So I'm really grateful to Curran for helping me pull that off. It was really fun. 
everything else that day, I mean, it went amazing. Um, it's important to me that we start and stop on time. It's important that we stay on task. It's important that there's lots of interaction, but not a lot of side chatter. It's important that the breaks are long, that lunch was long, that food is great, that coffee was great. And, uh, that was, that was pretty much it for that day. So here's the takeaways for you. If you are, if you are hosting an event to take some effort to give people a common identity, I don't know how else to explain it besides that. That's what I did that day. I called everybody founders because they were, because they were the first people at my first ever event. They were part of something special and that really got their buy-in for the weekend because we were going to do a lot of stuff. We were going to go through a lot of teaching and it'd be easy to give up. It'd be easy to get overwhelmed and and stop doing and stop doing it. I also set the tone. A couple of the other things, I guess. I set the tone for the weekend with the "if not now, when" idea, and then also opened the loop. I told them a part of my story of how I felt like I was only ever going to be somebody's right hand person, that I would never be on my own, and uh, that that was important too. Because I'll, I'll I'll tell you why when I talk about day two on the next episode. So. Uh, that's it for today. If you can give people an, a new identity, call them out of something where they can be together and get them bought in and then pay attention to the details. Here's my take on that. The details matter. The details matter. The venue matters. The food matters. The coffee matters. Starting on time matters. Getting their name right matters. Having them all have a name tag matters. Having a handwritten note in a book matters. What do they touch and see and smell and feel? It all matters. And I, and I didn't have the budget for this. I, um, <laughs> I'll tell you this, I got home on Sunday night and I checked the mail on Monday and I had three letters from some, from payments I had missed because my credit cards were maxed out. So it wasn't like I was just rolling in the dough um, playing this event, but I, I, I told my team it's really important. Yes, we could get pieces of masking tape with their name on it and just tape it to the back of their shirt like they're at Sunday school, or we could get really, really, really nice name tags because the details matter. And uh, we chose we chose the latter, obviously. So uh, super fun. I'm still reeling from the amazing event experience. The the team crushed it. That's just day one. So uh, I'll stop here. Next episode, we'll talk about what day two was like and some of the big takeaways from there that you can implement in your business and get even better results. 